Week four of the college football season is almost underway. On today's episode of the Locked On the Louisville podcast, we are going to begin our preview of the upcoming matchup against the USF Bulls for the Louisville Cardinals. We will talk about what is at stake for Scott Satterfield's team while also identifying the key players to watch for both sides. So with that being said, let's get right on into the show. You are Locked On Louisville. Your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome in to another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. As I always do, I want to thank you all once again for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, the Locked On Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team, every day. We're beginning our preview of the upcoming Week 4 matchup against the South Florida Bulls. Um, We'll begin by discussing what is at stake for the Louisville Cardinals. We will then dive into identifying the key players to watch for both Louisville and for South Florida. So, As we have done with each and every uh, week of college football thus far for the Louisville Cardinals, we are once again talking about what is at stake um, for the Cardinals in this matchup. And for this week, it's a little bit different. Uh, The stakes are a little bit more unique. It's a different situation um, that has been kind of brought forth by a lackluster start going one and two. So um, let's first start out by saying that this is one of those games. It's a trip-up game. Yo, uh, very, very clear here. Um, It is a trip-up game. It's one of those to where there's not a lot to gain for the Louisville Cardinals, but there is almost everything to lose. Um, As of right now, um, on Wednesday evening at about 11.15 p.m. Eastern time, the Cardinals... Cardinals are a 14 and a half point favorite over the South Florida Bulls on um, ESPN's website. So that's something to look at and, and to monitor going forward. The Cardinals have an 88.4% chance to win, according to ESPN's Football Power Index. Um, the Bulls come into this matchup one and two. Um, but ultimately, like I said, the, the stage is being set for Louisville to for lack of better terms, handle business here. Um, If they were to lose this game, then you're opening possibly Pandora's box, but it's expected that the Cardinals win and that they do so in probably a convincing fashion. Now, um, I will say that a win is a win, but against South Florida, a team that you you are technically probably supposed to beat – more so than almost all of the other opponents on your schedule outside of James Madison. Um, You know, winning this game might not necessarily be enough optically, but, I mean, a win is a win at the end of the day. Um, It's all about seeing those improvements that we uh, talked about, um, you know, at the end of last show, you know, heading into week four. And if you see some of those improvements and you get the win, then you might be able to swallow the fact that it might not be a big deficit. But at the end of the day, if Louisville is able to – um, achieve 
what they're setting out to achieve, if they're able to come into this game, handle business, show improvement, and win by a decent margin, well, then the really what's at stake is getting sort of back on track, getting obviously getting back to 500 and just um, doing what you're supposed to do, winning the games that you're supposed to win. At this point, there's, there's not a lot to take away there. Um, I don't necessarily think that a win against South Florida w- would really do too much in terms of uh, changing the trajectory of the season because, like I said, it is a, a pretty significant um, you know, line here, 14 and a half. So uh, it is implied that Louisville should win this game, and they obviously should do it by over two touchdowns. So if, if they end up do winning this game, well, it's one of those, okay, well, you were supposed to, and you went out and handled business. Congratulations. That's really all it is. Now, obviously, you, you, uh, you'll you possibly give your team some more momentum heading into week five. Um, you kind of pick the spirits back up. You get back in the win column, which is always a good feeling. So, you know, from what it may do inside the program, well, then you, you never really know, and it could definitely help. But you're looking at this from um, an outsider's perspective. Um, looking at this from a analyst's perspective, is that Louisville's supposed to win this game? And if they win this game, then it's just a matter of okay, you did your job. However, there is a lot on the line here. Um, if you were to lose, now let's start out by saying South Florida is kind of an enigma this year. Um, what I mean by that. Um, is it's hard to truly grasp how good the Bulls are. Yes, they're one and two. They got absolutely, um, you know, demolished in the opening game against, um, was it against BYU, who is, who's currently ranked. Um, but, but even before that, I mean, it's, uh, well, BYU, yeah, they lost 50 to 21. They beat Howard. 42 to 20 and then they lost at Florida most notably at the end of last week and 31 to 28 had a chance to actually probably win that game missed a critical field goal as well Florida had trouble stopping the read option with Gary Bohannon and Brian Batie and, and um, you know a mixture of other ball carriers but uh, South Florida looked solid against Florida uh, but then again, that poses the question, well, just how good are the Florida Gators? Yeah, sure, they beat Utah in the first game in the Swamp, but then they struggled against Kentucky, lost to the Wildcats in the Swamp. They um, you know, they barely survived against South Florida. Um, you know, it does beg the question that, hey, the Bulls might not necessarily be all that horrible of a team. I know their record over the past couple of seasons doesn't really help with that uh, narrative, but... You know, they're a team that plays hard, and, and they showed last week it doesn't matter, uh, you know, where they play. I mean, they're, they're going to show heart. They're going to show determination and grit. They have uh, a Division One transfer at quarterback in Gary O'Bohannon. They have um, a solid offensive line, some solid uh, running backs as well. It is a read option offense, and then that's an that's an offense that Louisville, you know, historically under Scott Satterfield and, and even before then has struggled with. I mean, Air Force – Back in um, you know 2000, 2021, uh, obviously in the bowl game last year, um, you know the various times that they played Georgia Tech, uh, so on and so forth. You know the 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 um, the read option has been something that this team has not necessarily done a good job of of taking care of. Um, and then you factor in the the tackling issues and things of that nature, and and it really kind of makes you nervous about this matchup. Now I do think that Louisville is the better team. Um, they should win this game. They should win it by, uh, you know, multiple possessions. 
Um, but make no mistake about it, the Cardinals cannot come into this game and sleepwalk because uh, we saw when Florida struggled with South, with South Florida, the Bulls gave the Gators all they could ask for in the swamp. Now, obviously, it's to question how good is Billy Napier's team in year one in Gainesville. Um, obviously, they've been kind of uh, trending in the wrong direction, having some quarterback issues. But nonetheless, back to South Florida, if you lose this game, which – I'm giving South Florida credit, and I think that they're better than people may be implying. Um, this, make no mistake about it, this is still a game that Louisville should win and needs to win because if you go one and three, you are opening Pandora's box, so to speak. Basically, meaning that first of all, you're digging yourself into a hole that it may be hard, maybe not not necessarily impossible, but very very improbable that you get out of when it comes to obtaining bowl eligibility. Um, not only that, but you have to wonder what this effect will do on recruiting. Obviously, it seems like NIL has has been you know has been a big um, you know trend upward for the football program and the university. Um, but I mean, that doesn't always cure the fact that the team is one in three and three losses were against teams that arguably Louisville is better than at least two of those for sure, depending on how good Syracuse actually is. Um, but I mean, you lose that game and then, I mean, you are probably, I mean, I, I can't imagine what that would do for the fan base. Obviously I'm an advocate for supporting the team no matter what, but um, a mass portion of the fan base that hasn't already kind of thrown in the, thrown in the towel. Um, you know, it's questionable what, how much support that the team would have uh, moving forward. Now, granted, I don't necessarily agree with giving up on a team at any time, you know, it, Let's call a spade a spade here. The fan base is, is not necessarily uh, behind Scott Satterfield and the coaching staff at this moment. A loss to South Florida would almost be irreversible damage, in my opinion, when it comes to the favor for the coaching staff in the eyes of the fan base. Um, and going one and three, like I said, I mean, you're really, really um, putting yourself in a bad spot to try to become bowl eligible because then you would have to essentially beat Boston College Virginia, James Madison, then you're at four wins, and then you're going to have to upset and, and get two wins out of the group of Pittsburgh, Wake Forest, NC State, Kentucky, and Clemson. Although it's not impossible, very, very unlikely because all of those teams currently are ranked. And if you cannot beat South Florida and you know in week four, then then that's definitely something that you have to talk about, that you have to focus on here, right? So ultimately, I think that um, there's not a lot to gain from a win against South Florida other than handling your business, uh, getting another win in the win column, uh, another opportunity to improve, and maybe you'll boost the team morale and the program morale. Uh, just a tad bit and focus on the next game and just handling business on a week-in, week-out basis. But if you lose, um, you know, you have a chance to – or it, it you know, offers the possibility of, you know, just being that much further away become, from becoming bowl eligible. Um, you struggle with losing the fan base. Um, you know, recruiting could definitely take a hit as well. A team going one and three with – the the toughest part of their schedule is still to go, so you know that kind of begs to say. Sorry about that, um, but you know I, I'm not going to keep repeating the same thing. Obviously, 
main moral here, not a lot to gain other than handling business, but a lot to lose if you were to uh, end up losing this one. So let's dive a little deeper into this matchup, talk about the key players to watch for both teams. If you can remember the format, four Louisville players, two offense, two defense, and then one uh, South Florida offense, one South Florida defensive player. We'll begin with the Louisville Cardinals. We'll do that here in just a second after we talk about our friends over at Nugenics. Um, you know, I'm 24. And I, I really haven't had too much issues with my body, but uh, people in my family have um, tried out Nugenics before, and um, you know they've been very, very pleased with the results. Um, you know, working out sometimes is a big time commitment. Um, Nugenics allows you to kind of get the energy back in the body that you once had. Um, it allows you to feel revived, and it, you're working out like you used to. So, um, you know. Sometimes it's not your fault. As men age, our bodies naturally lose free testosterone, the man hormone, uh, so to speak. It happens to every man and can make it more difficult to stay in shape and be energetic and active. Remember when winning felt easy? That's because when you were younger, you were at the peak of your testosterone production. What some have called the winner's hormone or the man hormone, wouldn't it be nice to get that winner's edge again and that old swagger back in your step? Well, Nugenics Total Tea contains man-boosting key ingredients like Testophen, it has been validated in five clinical studies shown to boost free testosterone levels in men. Um, it's the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC. It can help re-energize your life and get you back the powerful, confident, good-looking warrior that you used to be. You can get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text COLLEGE to 231-231. Text now and get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back into shape fast. Absolutely free. That's text COLLEGE to 231-231. The Louisville Cardinals um, have been seeing improvement over the past, um, you know, with, with each and every game, I should say, uh, defensively kind of got picked on a little bit after the Florida state game, but I feel like it's the offense that's kind of, uh, that needs to pick up the slack. Um, in my opinion, two key players to focus on offensively Malik Cunningham and Marshawn Ford. Now, granted, like I said, I don't necessarily like talking about quarterbacks when it comes to identifying key players to watch because I think it's pretty upset, uh, pretty excessive. I should say not obsessive, excessive, and it's pretty straightforward straightforward kind of clear-cut um very uh straightforward uh the quarterback is obviously going to make a big difference for the uh respective offense right um but Malik Cunningham like I said I think it's time for him to really take this team um and, and take them to the next level um had a better game last week over 100 rushing yards I think that it's just continued um you know time for him to get better um improve on his passing numbers only one passing touchdown to three interceptions this season so he's struggled in that regard uh, but doing a better job as a runner I think that you know South Florida a team that's giving up over 440 yards of offense to opposing teams Malik Cunningham needs to take advantage of going up against one of the defenses that you know he's going to be having more of a favorable matchup than others on the schedule so he needs to um, you know continue to you know uh, progress 
when it comes to going through his reads, getting other guys involved, especially with D Wiggins out, uh, continuing to spread the ball around, making good decisions, uh, you know, being more accurate on his throws. Obviously, it's a team sport, so it's not all on just Malik, but I think that this is a good opportunity for him to get his swagger back here uh, against a defense that isn't necessarily all that great. Get your confidence back. I have a very, very good performance both through the air and on the ground, and I think that could do, you know, solid wonders. Uh, before you have a two-game um, road stand uh, first against the Boston College Eagles. Uh, also, Marshawn Ford, it is time for Ford to break out. He is simply due uh, through the first three games. Only eight receptions for 65 yards. Uh, he's averaging 8.1 yards per catch. Um, simply put, it is time for a signature Marshawn Ford game. Uh, maybe he doesn't have over 100 yards receiving, but I think that this is an opportunity for him to uh, rack up over five catches for over 60 yards. Uh, sim simply maybe get close to the receiving yards that he's accumulated so far and also find the end zone. I think that uh, it's time for Malik Cunningham to fall back on his security blanket a little bit and, and go to Marshawn Ford more. Uh, the walking mismatch hasn't really been utilized a ton so far for the offense. I think that this is a great opportunity uh, for the Louisville offense to get kicked back into gear and, and start to play like they did last season. Um, right now, the 69th best offense in the country just simply kind of isn't good enough going forward, especially with the personnel that you consider on this offense. So, I think that this is a big game for Marshawn Ford to possibly have. Defensively, um, last week was a week that Kinder Duncan Jr. likely would like to forget. Uh, but this week, uh, the leading tackler with, um, I think, 24 total tackles on the season. It's a big opportunity for him to get involved in the rushing defense and to redeem himself, so to speak. You're going up against a team that is very... Um, uh, RPO dominant, uh, a lot of option play from the Bulls uh, with uh, Gary Bohannon and Brian Batie. Um, and then, you know, you have your opportunity to really lead this Cardinals rushing defense. I think the other uh, defender that needs to be focused on here is Monty Montgomery. I think with his speed and pursuit, this is an opportunity for him to get involved, and they're going to need him and Kendra Duncan Jr. both to play very stellar games when going up against uh, an option offense like this to be able to um, you know stay grounded at the line of scrimmage, be able to identify um, you know and stay disciplined when it comes to um, you know locking on to the opposing ball carrier because deception is a huge part of the option offense. So I think that this is a key um, you know ingredient for this Louisville defense is just you know having your big time playmakers you know sniffing out reads, uh, making the right decisions, um, and, and just essentially completing tackles as well. So um, Kendrick Duncan Jr., Monty Montgomery are the two, in my opinion, to focus on here because, uh, number one, they're both leaders on this defense, uh, two verbal leaders that are going to be relied upon in this matchup to where communication is going to be a big, big factor in this. And also from a statistical standpoint, I mean, you're talking about two guys that are ranked in the top four on the team respectively in total tackles leading up into week four. So um, Kenner Duncan Jr., this is an opportunity for him to bounce back. And it's a, it's a, also a game for Monty Montgomery to, um, you know, kind of, you know, leave his stamp, get back to that um, pre-knee uh, injury um, level and start to try to take this Louisville defense to the next level. 
so to speak. So um, Malik Cunningham, Marshawn Ford offensively, Kinder Duncan Jr. and Monty Montgomery defensively. Now let's transition over into the South Florida side of things. We'll do that after we talk about our friends over at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your football betting info this season. Find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And, and as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf, head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game is starts as i mentioned for south florida i think this is pretty self-explanatory when you talk about their rushing attack and the option offense that they utilize quarterback gary bohannon running back brian batie are the two to focus on offensively i think it's a 1a 1b situation both of those guys are combined for nearly 400 yards so far uh both averaging over six yards per carry uh now take away a 60-yard touchdown run by brian batie and uh, that average probably goes down, um, but the one-two punch of Bohannon and Batie are going to be a very tall task for the Louisville defense because they operate that um, you know that rushing option to a very effective level and, and at a very high standard. So uh, something that uh, obviously South Florida's success levels are going to be very very. Um, in correlation with how successful those two guys are going to be able to be, especially uh, Bohannon uh, doesn't have a passing touchdown to his name currently, uh, has four interceptions, has thrown 507 yards, uh, 46 for 86, uh, 53.5 completion percentage, and has gotten sacked one time. But um, hasn't been the greatest through the air, hasn't found the end zone yet, like I said, but hasn't done a good job of taking the ball or taking care of the ball either with four interceptions. So um, Bohannon, um, a guy that has played at the Power 5 level, the transfer from Baylor, um, you know, threw for over 2,200 yards and 18 touchdowns last year for the Bears and Dave Aranda's squad down in Waco. Um, it's a guy that, Obviously, has played in some big-time games, and uh, coming into Cardinal Stadium, I, I don't think that he's going to be rattled at all, especially since what they almost just did down in Florida in Gainesville in the Swamp. But he is definitely uh, the one to focus on here offensively with Brian Batie right there as well because he's coming off of a 150-yard game, which is a career day for him against the, the Florida defense. So um, I think it's pretty self-explanatory here, the two players to watch on offense because they have such a heavy indication uh, on how successful this day is going to be for Jeff Scott's squad on offense. Defensively speaking, I mean, this is a team that hasn't been all that great, giving up almost 440 yards, um, you know, total offense to their opponents. I think L Mikhail LaPointe, uh, the only player on South Florida squad to record a sack and an interception. He also leads the team with 21 tackles. One of the leaders on defense, six foot two senior defensive back from Sefner, Florida, leads the team with 21 total tackles, 16 of those uh, solo. Um, you know, with this Louisville team and um, you know his ability to uh, get after the quarterback, get a, get into the opposing backfield. Um, also, uh, a good job in coverage as well. He's going to be the guy that Jeff Scott 
and the USF defense relies upon a ton to make some plays. Now, whether or not he's guarding, you know, he's probably going to guard Tyler Hudson, if I had to say. Um, if not him, it's probably Amari Huggins-Bruce or Marshawn Ford. He's going to have a tall task with the various Louisville passing passing members, uh, receivers, I, I should say, for lack of better terms, um, you know, with the versatile skill set that the uh, Louisville receiving core collectively has. Tyler Hudson, uh, probably the number one receiver, obviously. That's probably who he's going to go up against, one of the most underrated receivers in the conference as it stands. So, like I said, I think that defensively there's a couple of different ways you could go here, but the fact that LaPointe has been such a, uh, a big member in the rushing defense, has an interception, recorded a sack, uh, is the leader of this defense as a senior. Um, I think it's pretty self-explanatory here. So LaPointe on defense. Offensively, it's the 1A, 1B. Gary Bohannon, Brian Batte duo in the uh, read option. Um, we'll talk about uh, what Lowell needs to do to limit both of those guys on tomorrow's episode. But um, not a lot of surprise here in terms of the players to watch. Uh, to wrap up, like I mentioned, a lot of at stake here for the Cardinals. Not a lot to gain, but a ton to lose if you were to lose this one. Uh, Malik Cunningham, Marshawn Ford, the players to watch on offense for the Cardinals. Kinder Duncan Jr., Monty Montgomery on defense. And for South Florida, quarterback Gary Bohannon, running back Brian Batte, and defensive back. Um, what did I just say? I totally just forgot his first name. Why did I just forget his first name? It's going to drive me nuts now. Mikhail LaPointe. Mikhail, I was going to say Brian LaPointe, but Mikhail LaPointe is the player to watch defensively. So uh, thanks again for making Locked On Louisville your first listen of the day. Uh, do yourself a favor. Check out Locked On ACC hosted by Candace Cooper. That podcast is found five days a week just like Locked On Louisville. Uh, no better way to get your conference news. So definitely be sure to check that out. Tomorrow it's going to be talking about what Louisville needs to do to come out with a victory. Um, but that's going to wrap up this Thursday edition of the show. Everyone have a great day. We'll see you right back here tomorrow.